The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed in the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. You're listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel, where we provide you with the latest information in healing, consciousness training, and all cutting-edge healing modalities, featuring experts in their fields, including authors, musicians, and artists. Making Life Brighter will be a forum for healing, inspiring, and uplifting entertainment. Here is your host, Winifred Adams. Welcome, you're listening to Making Life Brighter, and my name is Winifred Adams. I'm your host today, and we're enjoying March already. Can you believe it? I can't believe our year is flying by. 2015 is here to stay. We're deep into it already, and we've been sharing with you all of our live shows from down in Brazil at John of a God, and that's been an amazing journey, as I'm sure you've heard all the great stories, and I have many, many more, so stay tuned as we go forward, because I have a live interview with John of God himself and a very personal interview at that, and I'm very excited to share that with you. So I also have uh, more testimonials from people, and we have some great healing stories and some follow-up stories with folks. It's just been an enormously gratifying journey right from the get-go this year. I know so many people that have been struggling in the last two months because of all the energy speeding up and all the pressures that's been happening and the mercury retrograde and, you know, everyone says that affects them. And I used to think that was silly. However, after having been witness to groups of people at one time, I'm realizing more and more that it does seem to have an effect on people's body systems and their consciousness and all that. So I think, you know, people in general are are calibrating to the new energies that are coming in and all the big solar flares that we're having, which actually disturb our electromagnetic field on the planet and then in turn disturb people. But for the most part, there's an awful lot of love that's coming into the planet right now. And if you have the opportunity to sit down and ground that love out, you're going to get the benefit of that. And I can attest to that from having just been down in Brazil and taking a group down there and feeling that love in depth And if people are down there and they're missing that love, they're missing the opportunity because it's full and it's enormous and it's broadcasting from down there all across the world and it's amazing. And today I have with me a former guest and my dear friend and producer back again, Mark Wallace. Welcome, Mark, from London. Hi, Winifred. Great to be back again. (laughs) <laughs> we're going to have some fun today and we're going to freeform. We haven't really done this before and I, I want to share with you just some thoughts on consciousness as we go forward today as well as sharing some of our experiences that we've had down in Brazil and healing and hearing more about Mark and music too because making life brighter is not just about health and wellness. It's anything that makes our life brighter, anything that inspires us and anything that adds to our life or someone else's life. So hopefully you go away each time after listening to this thinking about not only the topics, the books, the authors, and the artists, but also 
what is it that you can bring to the table for somebody else and make their life brighter? So thank you for joining me again, Marky. How are you doing over there in London today? I'm very cold and wet, (laughs) but that's (laughs) London. (laughs) Well, it's tonight now, isn't it? It's somewhere in the afternoon, evening over there, right? It is. It's, um, oh, I think it's about uh, half past nine at night. Ah, very good, very good. So what's it like to reorient back into um, real world now that you're back from Brazil? (laughs) Well, it's, um, it's quite something. It really is because when I went when I went to uh, John of God last year, I, when I came back, I had like four or five days to myself, and I could kind of really slowly reorientate into life. But this time, um, I literally got off the plane running. <laughs> I arrived uh-huh. back on Thursday night, and I, I haven't stopped. I mean, it's now what is it Tuesday evening, and it's just been chaos and madness. Um, I've been kind of moving my apartment, moving my studio, um, mixing product, um, trying to do some stuff with my family. So it's just been, I mean, it's fantastic, but it's such an energy change. It's like, wow, it's like everything's mad here. And I'm like, no, just relax. Everything's fine. (laughs) You're trying to hold on to the energy from down there, aren't you? Oh, really, 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 yeah. Because you get, well, as you know, you get into such a pace there that is so beautiful. Um, And and I I wanted to be really careful when I got back this time. I knew I was going to be busy, but I didn't want to let things suddenly get too on top of me, you know, just try. (laughs) Good luck. Yeah, I was kind of on the on the bus this morning going to a meeting and I, I was like, rah, it's, it's a traffic jam. Rah, and I'm going like, no, just calm down. Everything's good. <laughs> you know, it's funny because it's really hard to believe that everything is as perfect as it is or in perfection as it is when you're down there. I mean, when you're down there, it's clear to see this happens and look at that happened for a reason and isn't this perfect mm. and this happened for a reason. And then, you know, what seems even out of place down there suddenly writes itself at some point in time or it seems justified. And when you're in the big city or back into the fray of the 3D world entirely, it's a little more yeah. challenging to see that. Of course, I suppose, because when you're in the big wide world, um, it's – everybody else's problems come and surround you you know when when you're in brazil you're just working for yourself and the group you're with um to the greater good um but but it's as soon as you come back to a metropolis um there's all you know there's all these demands on your time that aren't normally there when you're when you're um you know kind of meditating at, at john of god yeah, um, but that, think... that's life. You know, that's the modern world. That's life, and and I think the beauty of being able to go to places like John of God is the fact that it just puts you back in touch with um, what's really important. It does, doesn't it? It it it's really one of those things where people are so at ease there and so in a loving, considerate. Imagine that. Mm. That's a word I don't think we even have in the vocabulary anymore. <laughs> considerate. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um, loving, thoughtful space that when you come back to a place where everyone's afraid and they're, they're too busy and they're too uptight and they're too tense and they're too on adrenaline and, you know, yada, 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 yada. And I think part of it down there is that you can't be on the Internet and you can't be distracted and ADD with your phone and all of your technology as much. So you go back to being who you really be, who you really are. Yeah, yeah. And, you, and it's a beautiful thing. 
and and the people that are around you as you as you rightly say you you give them more time to considerate what their needs might be while they're around you you know and, yeah. and in this in this modern world we we don't consider anything at all we just manically run and rush about and uh, you know under under pressure from all sides and that's that's when we're not able to address our own problems and issues because everybody else is going oh what about me what about me what about me you know um and it's yeah. it's really it's really nice to be able to uh, remember what it's like to just give love a across the table to somebody you know have a deep discussion about uh with a stranger um, yeah absolutely (laughs) yeah and and have you know consideration for each other's values and where you've come from as people your religious backgrounds and differences you know your heritage um but but you're giving consideration to each other and time to each other and that's it's really wonderful it's bit it makes you realise how, in actual fact, everything really in the modern world is a complete load of rubbish and a complete waste of time. It's true, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, it's a terrible yeah. thing to say, but it is. It's, <laughs> you kind of come back going, and why do I have all this? Like, what's the point? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I like that, yeah. You do, you, know, you do, because, I mean, um, I, I'm well, we both met a really lovely chap from London when we were at this last time at John God. And it turns out that him and I live like two miles apart from each other. And we, we never knew each other. You know, we're both, we're both middle-aged <laughs> and we've got so much in common. And it was so lovely just to bump into this guy in Abhijania in the, you know, at the healing place and, um, go, Hey, where are you from? And he said, Oh, I'm there. And I said, Oh, well, I live, I live like five minutes away from you. Um, and now we, we're going to see each other in London. You know, we'll continue that friendship that we made um, while we were in Abhijania. Yeah, it's it's like meeting your family all over again that you didn't even know you had. Yeah, no, it, is, it does feel like family. It feels, I, th- I suppose, because we're all there for a common cause. We're all there for the greater good, for healing, A, ourselves, and B, everybody else in the world and everybody else who wants to be healed, you know? Yeah. It's, there's, there's no oh, price on it. No, there's no price on it. And when you come back to the fray, as I call it, um, you have to really work hard at holding that loving space and not buying into the suggested fear and the suggested um, old patterning. And as my meditation teacher always says, the habits, the habits, the habits, you know, what's your habit and you fall back into the habit. And of course we don't need the habit. And when everything tugs on us and pulls on us in the modern world, you have to really examine what your habits are. And it's not always easy to break them because that might mean that you have to break ties or patterns with people around you because they agree to the habit that you no longer want to have. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? Um, there is that sort of controlled conditioning that, that as we grow up, in particularly in Western society, we, we uh, agree to join in with and adhere to um, that thing of, you know, oh, I've got to have a house, I've got to have a car, I've got to, you know, get a new car every three years, and I've got to put my kids through private education. But it's it you're not actually looking at yourself and, and what, what, what it is that you can really do for your family and friends 
because it, life is you know so controlled out here in this crazy world yeah you know on previous shows i've had lee j mccloskey on and he he has the painted room of consciousness and it's called the living library and if you guys haven't heard that show you need to go back to the archives at makinglifebrighter.com on the radio tab and Definitely check out Lee's shows, and maybe you can even go on YouTube, on the Making Life Brighter YouTube channel, and look at the videos that I've done there of his painted room. But Lee says something that just sticks with me, and it's perfect for what we're talking about today. He says, if you don't like the stories that you're telling, tell better stories. Tell a different (laughs) story. Yes, genius. What a great Quite a great way of describing it, yeah. Isn't it? It's like we're we're yeah. done with this story, and that's what it feels like when you come back after you're you're in the fifth dimension. You come back to the third, fourth dimension mm-hmm. here, and you're thinking, now what was that story I was buying into? Yeah, <laughs> yeah tell a better story. I love it. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. That's it's really, really inspirational to me to hear that, and I think it's yeah. very true because you know when I work with clients and we're doing emotional healing work. The whole idea is that you're trying to quell the ego voice within you and you're trying to quiet that voice so that your spirit has the preemptive voice and your spirit can come forth with an inspirational, you know, direction for you Mm. or your life as opposed to say, this is what I think would be clever or this is what's cute or this is what, you know, I do because I'm fearful, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Uh, So, Mr. Wallace, I have a question for you. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) i'm I'm sitting down i'm sitting down at my desk i want to know how you feel now after your physical up the nose surgery with the kelly clamp down john of god oh i was talking to somebody in london about that today um and it kind of brought it all they were sitting there with their jaw on the floor going you did what you had a big long seven inch lump of metal stuck up your nose into your brain <laughs> and i was like smiling to myself going yeah that was amazing um yeah it was it was absolutely incredible um i think for me the sole purpose in it was just to remind myself um how much i believe in in the process of, of God and healing and spiritual love for everybody. Um, I feel amazing. Um, I mean, I asked for a couple of conditions to be looked at on me in my healing session. Um, one was being able to breathe better because for many years I've had a lot of breathing problems with my sinuses and things. And the other one was for a successful colon reattachment um, after having a bit of a run with colon cancer last year. And I can I honestly tell you that since coming back, I just feel so healthy, so good, so positive, um, my, I mean, I'm not snoring, <laughs> and I know that because I'm not waking myself up snoring. <laughs> I used to suffer really badly with snoring, and some nights I'd, I'd be like, I'd actually frighten myself. You know, I'd like be going, "Oh my God, there's a wild animal in the room," <laughs> and then I go, "Oh no, it's just me snoring." <laughs> um, uh-huh. So that's that's amazing because now I'm getting proper quality sleep. Um, so can you tell that you can actually breathe better even even now or during the day? All all day long, yeah. I can. Um, I'd got. 
I'd got into a position over the last 20 years of only breathing through my mouth. I'd just stopped using my nose because it was always blocked. Um, and now I'm, I'm constantly breathing through my nose. And I mean, I know it sounds silly, but when something like your nose goes, it goes very slowly, tiny, 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 tiny bits at a time. And you don't notice it until 20 years have gone by. And then you go, oh, my God, I can't breathe through my nose. Um, so, yeah, I'm really excited for the last cool. week. I've, I've been walking about going, hmm, I can smell the daisies coming up. Oh, uh, well, know. maybe you can. Maybe you'll be able to smell well, better. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll be right uh, back in a few more minutes with more in our special conversations in consciousness today. And we have Mark Wallace with us, and we're going to be exploring some of the things that we've experienced both together and apart and talking about consciousness as a whole. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio, and you can find us on Twitter at MLB Radio. And be sure to email us or touch base with us on Facebook at Making Life Brighter. We'll be right back with more. Helping you make informed decisions for your life. This is Voice America Health and Wellness. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has launched our mobile app for iPhone, Android, or BlackBerry. Visit the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you could be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host, no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Your life, your health, your network. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions or comments, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. And now, back to the show with your host, Winifred Adams. 
And we're back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. This is Winifred Adams, and we're broadcasting now back home on the U.S. turf. And we have Mr. Wallace here from London live with us. We've been reviewing consciousness. We've been talking about our observations in the fifth dimension and back into the third and fourth dimension here. And welcome again, Mark. Hi, Winifred. So we were talking about how you felt after your physical surgery down at John of God, and I wanted to ask you also if you had any neat experiences this trip or another trip in the crystal beds, and if you experienced anything that was special. Because first of all, to explain what the crystal beds are, they are a specially blessed um, device where light that corresponds with every chakra or energy center of the body comes through a charged crystal and goes into that center of the body. Now, the lights obviously just pulse through the crystal and amplify that area and that color of the different chakras. And so what it does is it technically spins the chakra in the correct direction and re-enlivens it, and all the energy in that area of the body is then better able to either heal or settle or become more uh, even in a vibratory frequency that it should be at if you were in optimum health. So it really is a powerful tool down there. And they often say that the entities of light will come through and work on you right through the crystal bed, which I can personally attest to. But I have a crystal bed. I have two of them, actually, one here and one in another state. And uh, I use them all the time in sessions, and they are very, very, very powerful. But when you use them down there you're right in the heart of this casa and you're right into the middle of this healing center and they can be quite potent. So just to give a little explanation of what they are, you're underneath a a set of crystals and lights that are pulsing on all of your different chakras and energy centers, but they aren't touching you. So what do you think, Mr. Wallace? What do you have? What happened to you? (laughs) Um, Well, this time, um, which was my second trip to John of God, Um, most of my experiences on the crystal beds were much more conversational than physical. Um, by the, by the, what I mean by that is this time I was having kind of off, uh, affirmations with, with the various entities that everything was good. Everything was fine. That, you know, my operation that's coming up soon would all be good. Um, at last time, my very first trip, it was much more physical. I felt like I was actually being physically worked on last time. Um, particularly, um, I had a hernia operation some years ago, and it had been giving me a lot of pain um, in the last five years, um, which is gone now. But when, when I was um, my first trip to uh, John of God, which was last July, um, yeah, I felt every time I was having a crystal bed, I felt like the, the, that part of my body was being operated on. Um, so diff, different, different feelings, you know. This time, um, I did, I did kind of feel that I was getting wellness. Do you, do you know what I mean? This yes, time. I, yes. I wasn't getting like, like, oh, we're going to mend your leg or we're going to like repair your hip or we're going to make your ear better. I was just receiving a good overall wellness, like well-being. Um, so it was quite a different set of emotions on the crystal beds this time to last. Equally as powerful, but just very different. 
Well, it's a bit like feeling um, the love, you know, you're just, if you were a child and a parent came to you and loved all over you and just was loving you and loving you. Yeah. yeah. It's like that feeling like you're, you're enveloped in love. Very much so. Yeah. I was really getting that on the crystal beds this time. And you know, another thing. Peaceful. Yeah, (laughs) that's it. No, no, it's, it is peaceful. And Mm. what it, lends to is the ability to let go because as adults we don't usually feel safe if you really distill it down and things that i see that walk into my office all the time distill back down to safety most people don't feel safe or aren't okay they don't feel okay with themselves and so they're tense but when you're there and you let go into the crystal bedrooms wow you just feel like Anything else can be happening in the world and it doesn't matter. And where you are at that moment is perfect. You know what was, um, now you've made me think about this. Um, uh, As I was saying that this time with the crystal beds, I was receiving kind of wellness. Um, Last time I was, the entities seemed to be more like Dr. Augusto uh, and King Solomon and people like that. But this time, a lot of the times I was on the crystal bed, I was getting um, the feeling of, um, oh, is it St. Rita? Right. Uh, and, yeah, her, the kind of image of her kept coming to me of, like, her sending love and, and you know, good, good, good vibes to me. That is and, so you know. beautiful. Yeah. You, you know, before everybody arrived, when I was down there alone, I, I was helping a woman who was in a wheelchair. And yes. uh, yeah. she was a French woman, and she had a beautiful experience that was very personal and dear to her with St. Rita. And it was a perfect affirmation. And, like, St. Rita was up the whole time. The whole time. Everybody talked yeah. to her. It was like, St. Rita. She was busy, busy. <laughs> I told you, um, do you remember I told you that she kissed me? Right. Oh, yeah. Tell that story so they hear that. Oh, my Lord. Um, Well, uh, uh, placed around the cars are are various prayer triangles where you can go and, um, you know, make your wishes. Some people leave uh, pictures and writings there sending, uh, you know, well-wishing their friends and family who might be ill. And um, there's a couple of uh, favorite ones for me. One of my favorite prayer triangles is um, King Solomon. Um, that's the one where my head always seems to go through the wall as as I'm sort of resting my head on the wall inside the prayer triangle. It's almost as if my head passes through the wall and I'm resting my head on King Solomon's stomach, if you will, like like I'm sort of kneeling before him and resting my head on his lap um, because I always get this sensation of his chest rising and falling as I'm there. But this time... Um, I became really surrounded by the spirit of of St. Rita. I was in, there's a little kind of, um, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like a little cottage in the grounds where there's a prayer triangle and it's very kind of quiet there. It's very uh, away from everything else. And I was just saying some prayers with my head in the prayer triangle and suddenly St. Rita appeared before me and kissed me on the forehead, and then turned and kissed me on both cheeks. And I was just like, wow! It was so (laughs) vivid, so real. Um, And a couple of days later, I'd been thinking about it, and 
I'd gone for a walk around the grounds uh, one morning quite early just to sort of stretch my legs. And I thought, I'm going to go in there and have a look at the wall. Was I, you know, was I deceived? Was I looking at something on the wall that I thought was a woman's face or something? But it's just a brick wall. There's nothing there, you know. So it, she definitely appeared to me um, and kissed me, which was, hey, it's not often you get kissed by a saint. So Yeah, uh, yeah you were blessed. lovely. You were so blessed because oh, yeah. that that's just an incredible account of what can happen there and really what does happen there. I've heard so many stories about King Solomon coming to people while they're on the crystal bed and yeah. they just have these amazing experiences and it's all loving. I mean, you know, people that don't understand this are fearful of it and they think, you know, what are you doing and what is this and you're playing with the devil and blah, blah, blah and it's not that at all. It's just loving. It's, it's loving. It's love, yeah. It's exactly <laughs> like a mother and a child. That's all it is. It's sweet. Um, and what's, you know. what people don't understand is that it's a collective, ironically, besides the saints themselves and the doctors mm. that come through, it's a collective field of energy because of everybody else's love. Everyone's praying yeah. there all day long and they're yeah. meditating. And that energy is then carried over into the whole of the grounds and you can't help but feel that i think i think so and i think the important thing you know when when you might get people who say oh you're messing with the devil um there's no um organized kind of religious thing going on there's nobody saying my god's better than your god you know i'm praying to king solomon he's better than whoever it's just a collective group of people wishing good thoughts and i mean isn't that surely a a great way for healing is just to wish each other better well it's kind of what we we teach our children right you're supposed to intend well for each other and and Mm. play in harmony and and not compete but as we grow older you know the one kid gets out of line and forces the rest of everyone to compete and that doesn't work cooperation works yeah no, it's, yeah. it's quite it's quite amazing um, as an adult to go back and experience that kind of love. And it's the love that you would have got from your grandparents and your parents when you were a child. It's um, so beautiful. Mm, it's, so beautiful. It's very warming. It's just, it just makes – it just puts all, all your worries um, into a box that just – you know, you just throw the box away and you go, what am I so worried about, you know? Gosh, you know, I've got I've got my arms, I've got my legs, I can think, I'm happy, I'm healthy. You know, um, it puts all your problems in perspective and then you start to appreciate the real problems. You know, um, uh, uh, a child there who's blind or somebody who's stuck in a wheelchair and you just put your focus on them and you stop worrying about, you know, your, your own stupid worries like, oh my gosh, my credit card's up to the max and you just think, well, you were stupid to get yourself in that position you know it's not you your worries are not the same as somebody who's unfortunate to be stuck in a wheelchair or you know it's so true the comparison is humbling and that's what i find and i i hope that the people that i bring there also are impressed with or it's impressed upon them because Mm. you know everyone goes there with some idea of what this is and once they get there and spend enough time there they realize what you just said and that is that Somebody else has it far worse than you do, times 10. And some of the people that hobble there in the morning or find a way to wheel their chair there who aren't asking anybody for help, Mm. 
no. or who are patiently waiting while everyone else is anxious to get through and get their agenda handled with the entity. And it's like, mm. really? Hmm. You know, we have some things to learn yet. And our nervous there tension some, is one of them. Yeah, there was that lovely story that you told me of the chap who'd been going to the casa for 20 years or something and he'd never oh, yeah. asked the entities for anything. Right. He sat in the current room, and the current room is the meditation room where the entity sits to meet and greet all the people and answer their questions one by one. And in that room, it's also the place where all the collective meditator's energy is taken as the anesthesia for the people having surgery, physical or invisible. And this fellow had cancer, and he came and never once went to the entity and asked for help, never once went to him and said, please cure me. Instead, he went and he sat in the current room, and those sessions are four and five hours long any given day, and that happens twice a day. So he sat in the current room and would come every time and sit in the current and just pray and meditate and believe. And the entity came to him one day at the end of one of those sessions and said, you have never um, asked me for anything. And he said, well, I have faith. And he said, you're healed. And he was healed. <laughs> wow. I'm practically crying just as you're retelling that story. It's such an awesome story of the power of love. Really it is, is the power of love. It's, it's, it's not to be underestimated, and that's a place where you can feel it. Now, there's other sacred places in the world like Magigoria and, you know. Lords and Yes, like that, yes. Yeah. All those places where real miracles do happen and, you yeah. know, saints come through and kiss people on the forehead and do things mm -hmm. in the same way. But it's how this works down there. that It's a, it's a well-oiled machine of love where – their people are given love and are worked on by thousands of helping hands and entities. And at the same time, people volunteer to give back by sitting in meditation. And that's used then for other people that are getting the help that they need. And then other people's hearts open so they come back and give more love. It just goes round and round and round. It's perfect. Yeah. Yeah, and it's like uh, the only religion is love. You know, it's not It's not like saying, well, you, you can only come here if you're Catholic or you can only come here if you're Jewish. It doesn't matter. It's just about love and the love of God. You know, it can, yeah. it can be any God, any God you want. It could be a, a twig in the middle of the forest if that's what you want your God to be. As well, long as you love, as, as long as you've got love in your heart, you're welcome there, you know. There's celebrities that have been healed there. There are sheiks. um Arab sheiks that have come and have been healed there. There have been opera singers that have come and been healed there. You know, all sorts of people. And no one's impressed by any of that. It is what it is when you're there. Yeah. It's about humility and it's about love. Yeah, very much. It's, it is. So we are going to explore some more of this because we're talking about consciousness today in general. And however that comes to pass, we are conscious beings in a very unconscious collective world at the moment and hoping to become more conscious as we move forward and the times quicken around us. There's no doubt that the times are quickening because time seems to be going faster, but it's not even that. As our planet moves through a giant photon belt in the cosmos, we are getting bombarded with more and more 
solar flares and other things, but literally the vibration of the planet is going up and so are the human beings. And we're going to talk about that when we come right back. You're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. This is Winifred Adams and my guest today is Mark Wallace. Stay tuned and we'll be back with a little bit more on consciousness and all sorts of yummy things about Brazil. Learn more. Live better. Voice America Health and Wellness. Journey to John of God for healing with your guide, medical intuitive Winifred Adams. Experience healing with the world's most revered transmedium, John of God. Witness incredible healings, visit the sacred waterfall, and experience the heart-opening wonders of the Casa de Dominacio in Brazil. For more information, visit MakingLifeBrighter.com. Tune in and visit the archived shows to learn of the miraculous healing with John of God. Special offer when you mention you heard it on the Health and Wellness Channel. See the website for details, www.MakingLifeBrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, your health and healing resource. With 20 years of successful healing, medical intuitive Winifred Adams has assisted thousands of people with their health and emotional well-being, including a celebrity clientele. An expert in emotional healing and body system health, Winifred specializes in emotional trauma and hard-to-solve cases. An official guide to John of God, Winifred works with people from all over the world to facilitate optimum health. Visit MakingLifeBrighter.com for more information and a discount off your first session. Appointments available in person or by Skype. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Opinions, options, answers. You're listening to Voice America Health & Wellness. Welcome back to Making Life Brighter with Winifred Adams on the Health and Wellness Channel. For more information, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. If you have questions, comments, or would like to make an appointment with medical intuitive Winifred Adams, please email us at radio at makinglifebrighter.com. That's radio at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, the preferred choice for conscious education and entertainment. Now, back to the show with your host, Miss Winifred Adams. And you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. This is Winifred Adams. I'm your host today. We have guests from London, Mark Wallace, and we've been talking about our trip down to Brazil as well as consciousness in general. And as I was saying before the last break, that we are quickening, our times are quickening, and people are actually feeling that in both their body systems as well as the world around them. And it just appears like things are more polarized. Sometimes it feels like there's more positive and sometimes it feels like there's more negative and people are kind of freaking out more these days. There's just a little bit of polarized energy and it appears to be stronger in both directions as we shake out toward this next level that we're going to. And 
it's it would behoove us to follow what we were talking about in the program earlier regarding love and being a part of that love field and anchoring the love that we feel and being that love in the world. And so welcome back, Marky. Hi, Winifred. Hello, hello. Hello, London calling, London calling. <laughs> <laughs> Wet London calling. Wet All cold, sorts of, yeah. yeah. Winter time oh, and is setting. it's dark. It's dark as well. Dark and snowy. Yep. Just like the Northeast in America is very dark and snowy this year, and they're getting a great opportunity for being still, being quiet. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, there you go. Be still, North America. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. So, Marky, I'm going to let you you lead the way. Okay, um, that's an interesting one, yes. There's, there's your English guest asking you a couple of questions. Uh-huh. Um, wh- one thing that I've thought about recently over things that you've said that might, you know, you're in, your listeners might have the same kind of feelings is you talk about the fact that we're moving into a, a new, a new the, the world, if you like, is, and, and humans are moving into a new zone and a new time and you're saying that the frequencies are getting higher what what does that mean to you what what is how that, would how would you explain that to the layman it means that literally the vibratory frequency of the planet is increasing so if the planet was vibrating harmonically at a440 it's now not going to be a440 anymore it's going to be a440 sharp or something you know it's going to be a a hair up from that and that frequency is a quickening it means the vibratory frequencies that play upon our biological bodies feel tougher unless you can resonate with that and get in tune with that and if your body frequency can raise through meditation and prayer and quietude you can grasp those frequencies easier and the data that comes in on that frequency. See, people don't talk about that, but people talk about the Word of God, for example. The Word of God is a real scientific formula, and it is literally sound. It's a sound frequency, and sound travels on light. And sometimes when you're feeling like the solar flare light, you're also feeling the vibratory frequency that comes with it, and it it does things to our system. So if you're able or better able yeah. to take that frequency in and hold it in your body, you also get the data that comes with it, the oh, information okay. that comes with it. And, and that will be fresh data because it's a new set of frequencies. Is that what you're saying? Well, it'll seem fresh to us perhaps or fresh to yeah. a consciousness that's growing. But the only data in the universe is love. And that is really the truth. And so if you distill everything down to that, everything along the way of a soul really recognizing that before merging back into oneness with God is that. You need to come through stations along the way, but you can't yeah. do that without your DNA expanding. So we started a, 12, or a two-stranded DNA, but people that are enlightened have a 12-stranded DNA. Right. So, is that recognized? Is that recognized scientifically? You know, oh, or is it understood scientifically? If you know, even if it's not, I think it's, I think it's understood in different areas, but I don't think it's a popular conversation anywhere. 
And I think it will be more understood and proven as time goes on. But all great masters or enlightened ones know that because they can't hold the light of a billion suns in their being unless they have that. Yeah. It's impossible. You know, there's a story that my teacher tells about um, another master who is basically having a disciple that said, or a student that said, you know, I want to, I want to see what it's like to be you. And the master said to the student, that's impossible. And they said, no, really just show me just for a minute, just for a minute. Well, no, it, it would kill you because you don't have the nervous system to be able to handle that kind of data, that kind of light. And sure enough, you know, they got pummeled when they were shown exactly what that was, even though it was love. Yeah. It was more than they could handle in their nervous system. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, well, yeah, there's there's a weapon of love then. <laughs> okay, so let's think of a, let's think of something else. Do you do you do you think as as we move um as humans, as we as we move our um frequency rate up, it, we're going to benefit? Do you think we're going to see uh, le- uh, a lessening of dark forces, if you will, if we all raise our frequencies up? It's Yes, and I believe that could happen in an instant, and we could have an instantly better world if enough of us would tip that way simultaneously. But right. actually, we are as a planet and billions of people not as conscious as we'd like to think we are at this point, despite what we have in technology and what we know and that we can send people to the moon and Mars we really consciously are still asleep. And though it's quickening and more and more people are coming to that recognition, there's not enough to tip yet that point so quickly that everyone says, ah, right, okay, we're there. Yeah, I suppose suppose in the world that we live in today, we're all fed information as to what the status quo is. Um, by yeah. com- commercial forces, and I suppose as human beings, perhaps we need to let go of what we're being told the status quo is, and just accept love and a new state. Well, it is is not controlled; it's just free. You know, right? I'm not a- saying like, you know free love like the 1960s or anything. I mean, <laughs> you know, we are we are all controlled, undoubtedly. You know, by the number of news channels there are and the number of newspapers and, you know, how we receive our controlling information. Um, and we need to find a way of um, putting that yoke down and just becoming, uh, you know. Well, it's uh, why John it, of God is such a nice experience, really, because if you don't speak Portuguese, you have no clue what's going on verbally, but you don't have to. It's a perfect testimony to just that. You just learn right. to fall into that. Yeah. There's no words that need to tell you that. You become that frequency. Yeah. And that's that's really kind of what we're talking about is if you can't – first of all, I think the first problem that I see is that the ego is so in the forefront and so agreed upon collectively. Mm. I agree to your ego and I'll patronize you while you patronize me and we'll agree to each other's egoic patterns. And when you can step beyond that, and step away from the egoic patterning and honestly look at what that is and see it joyfully and laugh at it and say, there, there, ego, you know, you're being silly. Yeah. I'm not going to listen to you. And you can get back to a loving space. Yeah. Now you have an opportunity to hear your spirit. And if I you think, can hear yeah, that. That's, yeah. 
It's interesting that you say that because that's like um, going back to what we were saying about a child's love with its parents and grandparents. They, a child doesn't have language skills when it's born, but it knows love. It understands love. Um, in, in not in you know in in a, un, a not dissimilar way, you could be uh, you know in the world of music. I've I've often said this that music is our only global language, because you could be Chinese and hear an Irish folk song, you wouldn't have a clue what they're singing about, but you'd know you love it. Right. And you you know again you could be um, an American listening to some Aboriginal. Uh, rain dance song and just go oh my god that's really moving me again you don't you don't know what's being said but you know the love that's coming across in that that piece of music and that that chanting or that singing or that melody um and it's you know it's that's why i say it's like a global language love is a global language you know i mean you could be trekking across the, the himalaya and meet some gorgeous guy coming towards you and you'd, even if you can't speak you'd go like god i love you you're just fantastic and it's <laughs> it's, lo- it's love again it's that universal thing you don't need it doesn't need to be put down into little zones like this is love in Australia and this is love in North America. It's just love. You know, I feel that when I go down there and when I met people this time, which was so beautiful, I met so many people that were so lovely. And we we connect and, you know, they've been emailing me since and saying how grateful they are that we met and how happy they are that we met. And that that's the bliss that we're missing in our day-to-day grind that, we're hypnotized, at least here in America, to believe that this is the way it is or it should be. And we have to choose out of that. There's no one else that's going to choose it for us. And we can't sit there and blame the government. We can't blame the president and everybody else because we created it. And actually, collectively, we create the consciousness, which adds to that. So when we uncreate that consciousness and take 100% responsibility for ourselves, we then lend an opportunity for... A change. We allow a change at that point, collectively. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And, and yeah, I think there's been many great thinkers along the way have who've tried to express that, you know, whether it's Martin Luther King or whether it's Gandhi or, you know, or Jesus. There's, there's always been uh, people who've tried to b- break the, uh, the collective norm and say, look, you know, we can look outside of that. We can take this to a bigger model. Yeah, the thing is, it doesn't last. You know, it's kind of ironic because on 9-11, the world stopped and everyone's heart opened all over the world. I mean, the world stopped and it was, you know, all of a sudden people who didn't open doors would open doors and people that were rude were suddenly kind and people that were really mean were sorry that they were mean. And slowly, slowly... Everyone became accustomed to the same thing again, and we all said, oh, well, and the trauma of that went by, unfortunately. And, you know, now we're back to the same space again where it becomes a tension struggle, and we have to ask ourselves, why? Why do we allow that? Yes. It's, it's it's, It's not really what we came here to do, I don't believe. And when you see a baby and a baby smiles and the bright light that comes out of a baby's face speaks volumes about what we're really about and who we are here, not necessarily that we have to be so cute and clever. 
And actually, I was talking to uh, one of my clients today, and she's a young woman in grad school. And she's so bright and so lovely and so completely pulled together. She's awakening very, very, very quickly. And her expression of these kinds of things and her observation of this is magnificent. And she just is so sweet in her own discoveries of consciousness that the innocence that plays through here is like a child, like a baby all over again. And she delights in her own discovery. (laughs) And it's so, it's inspirational. It's so nice, you know, to see a, a young person like that who's discovering it for themselves. They're not having it lectured into them or they're not having it drummed into them by you must learn this set of rules. They're just discovering it for themselves. And that's a wonderful thing. Discovery, you know, self-discovery and and the simpleness of love and the simpleness of, you know, God and love, therefore. Um, you know, it is just a very, very, very simple thing. It is, and and we make it so complicated because I think we get all tied up in relationship love and behavioral, behavioral, that's not a word, behavioral, (laughs) (laughs) behavioral love. Yeah, yeah, we're inventing a new dictionary on this show, aren't we? I'm still orienting (laughs) to the the third dimension again or the fourth dimension now. (laughs) I came back and I lost my my data on my phone and I, I had all these electronic issues and now I'm sort of sorting it all out and getting back square again. So, well, it's, it's really been a pleasure. I mean, I think that when we review what we've been doing, it's, it's very important and it, you know, we whiz by in life and we don't really take time to ponder or contemplate. And it's important for us to stop and, you know, assess our lives, find yeah. out what it is that's moving us assess what it is that motivates us, find out exactly what it is we respond to and why we're responding to it. That's very important. Yeah, I think, um, you know, one of, one of the things as, as we get older as human beings is it, it does allow us the time frame to actually look back at things. Um, and I suppose hence that great expression that, that youth is wasted on the young. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> because when you're exactly. young, you know, the world is just whizzing past and you're just rushing to keep up. And as you get older, you think, yes, youth, it's wasted on the young. <laughs> it's so it is. Okay, Mr. Wallace, we have 30 seconds left and I want to ask okay. you once again now, what makes your life brighter? Oh, sharing. Sharing with with friends and sharing with people who are not friends. Just sharing. I love it. Um, you know, if I'm walking down the street and I see somebody a bit down on their luck uh, and I can give them a pound or give them enough money to go and buy a sandwich, even if I don't have a pound and I just give them a smile, that's to me sharing. Very it good. Makes, it, makes every, it, may, it makes the world worth being in, it, I think. It does. Me. Thank you so much for coming. This is Making Life Brighter Radio, and we'll be back next week. Stay tuned. And if you have a topic that you want to hear or an author that you want to talk to through Making Life Brighter Radio, email me at radio at makinglifebrighter.com and check out the archive shows on John of God and some of the other consciousness shows we've had. And we're going to be back with some great new authors coming up in the next few weeks. Thank you for listening, and you're listening to Making Life Brighter Radio. 
Thank you for listening to Making Life Brighter on the Health and Wellness Channel. Be sure to join us each week at 10 a.m. for information, inspiration, and education with leading experts in healing and consciousness. For more information and a complete show schedule, please visit us at makinglifebrighter.com. Making Life Brighter, successfully helping you feel better from the inside out. Thanks again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericahealth.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.